Greetings, everyone. This is Derek with Overcomers Life Group Podcast. I pray this message finds everyone doing well this morning. I was reading a page out of the book of The Daily Bread. Uh, it's in the July, August, September edition of The Daily Bread, and the title of it is Only Trust. Uh, this will be a little bit longer of an episode than I normally do, but uh, bear with me. Again, it's called Only Trust. It reads as, 300 children were dressed and seated for breakfast, and a prayer of thanks was offered for the food. But there was no food. Situations like this were not unusual for orphanage director and missionary George Mueller. Here was yet another opportunity to see how God would provide. Within minutes of Mueller's prayer, a baker who couldn't sleep the night before showed up at the door. Sensing that the orphanage could use the bread, he had made three batches. Not long afterward, the town milkman appeared. His cart had broken down in front of the orphanage. Not wanting the milk to spoil, he offered it to Mueller. It's normal to experience bouts of worry, anxiety, and self-pity when we lack resources essential to our well-being, food, shelter, health, finances, and friendships. 1 Kings chapter 17, verses 8-16 through 16, reminds us that God's help can come through unexpected sources like a needy widow. I don't have any bread, only a handful of flour in a jar, and a little olive oil in a jug, verse 12. Earlier, it was a raven that provided for Elijah, Verses uh, 4 through 6. Concerns for our needs to be met can send us searching in many directions. A clear vision of God as the provider who has promised to supply our needs can be liberating. Before we seek solutions, may we be careful to seek him first. Doing so can save us time, energy, and frustration. The author is uh, Arthur Jackson. Also, it reads, is what's been your experience when you focus on securing provision before seeking the provider in prayer? What current needs will you bring before God? In prayer, Father, sharpen my vision of you as the provider for all my needs. Forgive me for times I have futilely sought to find my way without seeking you first. Amen. Well, let's look at um, the verses in 1 Kings it mentioned. Uh, let's see. Let's go to the uh, verses 4 through 6, but I'm going to do it, uh, go a little further back. Let's say 2 through 7. This time, I normally read through the King James Version, but I'm reading through the Life Study Application Bible, NIV Version, this time. Again, it's uh, 1 Kings chapter 17, verses 2 through 7 first. It reads as, verse 2, Then the Lord said to Elijah, Go to the east and hide by Kareth Brook, at a place east of where it enters the Jordan River. 
drink from the brook and eat what the ravens bring you, for I have commanded them to bring you food. So Elijah did as the Lord had told him and camped beside Kareth Brook. The ravens brought him bread and meat each morning and evening. He drank from the brook, but after a while the brook dried up, for there were no rainfall anywhere in the land. Now, I wanted to make this quick point. It's off, a little bit off topic, but when I went back to verse 3, it says, Go to the east and hide by Kareth Brook. Isn't that amazing how God told Elijah to go hide? It makes me think of what's going on now with this coronavirus, how the government officials and stuff are had told us at one time to stay in our homes, to um, quarantine. It makes me think of that a little bit because God told a human, Elijah, to go hide. But yet, if God told him to, or wanted to, excuse me, he could destroy anyone, move anything, anyone out of Elijah's way if he chose to do that. But he told Elijah to go hide. Now, my interpretation of that is he was trusting or seeing where Elijah's faith was and if Elijah would be obedient. Because clearly God could eliminate and move anything in anybody's path if he chose to do so. So that clearly was had to have been a test of Elijah. Uh, his obedience and faith. So I won't get more in deep into detail on that. I'll move right along. So I left off on verse 7. All right. And the daily bread to mention also 1 Kings chapter 17, 8 through 16. All right. I'm going to read that as well. Again, this is in the uh, Life Study Application Bible. Then the Lord said to Elijah, Go and live in the village of Zarephath near the city of Sidon. There is a widow there who will feed you. I have given her my instructions. So he went to Zarephath, and as he arrived at the gates of the village, he saw a widow gathering sticks, and he asked her, Would you please bring me a cup of water? As she was going to get it, he called to her, Bring me a bite of bread, too. But she said, I swear by the Lord your God that I don't have a single piece of bread in the house. And I have only a handful of flour left in the jar and a little cooking oil in the bottom of the jug. I was just gathering a few sticks to cook this last meal and then my son and I will die. But Elijah said to her, Don't be afraid. Go ahead and cook that last meal. But bake me a little loaf of bread first. Afterward, there will still be enough food for you and your son. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says, There will always be plenty of flour and oil left in your containers, until the time when the Lord sends rain and the crops grow again. 
So she did as Elijah said, and she and Elijah and her son continued to eat from her supply of flour and oil for many days. For no matter how much they used, there was always enough left in the container, just as the Lord has promised through Elijah. Now, let me read this footnote um, that ties in with it. In a nation that was required by law to care for its prophets, it is ironic that God turned to ravens, unclean birds at that, and a widow, a foreigner from Jezebel's home territory, to care for Elijah. God has helped where we least expect it. He provides for us in ways that go beyond our narrow definitions or expectations. No matter how bitter our trials or how seemingly hopeless our situation, we should look for God's caring touch. We may find his providence in some strange places. Wow. And I must read this one too. That that footnote was in reference to uh, verse 10 in chapter 17. This last footnote is also, chapter 17 is in reference to verses 13 through 16. When the widow of Zarephath met Elijah, she thought she was preparing her last meal, but a simple act of faith produced a miracle. She trusted Elijah and gave all she had to eat to him. Faith is the step between promise and assurance. Miracles seem so out of reach for our feeble faith, but every miracle, large or small, begins with an act of obedience. We may not see the solution until we take the first step of faith. Is that powerful or what? How many times that we wind up worrying how we're going to make it or getting concerned? Some people just hate to use the word worry. They rather use concern, but really you're worrying. And, you know, maybe in some cases it may be concern. But either way, getting worried or concerned, how we're going to make it from one day to the other, especially when times get tight, you lose a job or um, unexpected expenses come up. I know I fall into that category more than a few times, um, but we tend to go to fret and worry and get concerned about how we're going to make it. But yet, being believers of our Lord and Savior Christ Jesus, we shouldn't really do that. We should fall into prayer and stand on God's promises in His Word and speak that over our life and believe it and walk in that truth. Because he will come through. He promises to never leave us or forsake us. I think one of our main things is, and I know it has been for me too, and I say I'm not going to be coming off all high and almighty, is sometimes we expect or hope it to be a certain way, yet God may deliver in a way that we may not want or may not expect it to be. It may not match up what we hope it to be or dream it to be, what I'm trying to say. But it's what he has and what he sees fit and what is best for us at that current time. So we have to be thankful and appreciative 
of what God, our Father, has given us. So, again, it falls into faith and trust and knowing that God will take care of us, no matter what type of package it comes in. Could you imagine getting some bread or food from a raven, an unclean bird? Good gracious, Irene. An unclean bird bring you some food, and you got to depend on that each and every day. Wow. That's, that's, that's a lot, but, you know, hey, that's what the way God chose to bring it to pass. So we have to be prepared for that. If we go to him for prayer about a certain thing, you have to be prepared in whatever way God brings it and be thankful for it. So I just thought this was a very powerful, powerful um, article in the Daily Bread, and then it went to scriptures and these footnotes. And it also makes me think, so, think about um, relationships. You know, a lot of times, um, you know, you hear people talk and, you know, you may w be looking for a particular uh, woman, uh, a, a, a number 10, and ladies, you're looking for a particular man that may be a Denzel or whoever is hot out there now. I don't keep up with that stuff. But meanwhile, while you're looking for that individual, God may have someone there in your presence or in your circle or around you that may not physically be a 10. That person could be, if you put them on a scale of 1 to 10, physically could be on a 5, 4, 5, or 6. But personality-wise, character and integrity-wise, it could be a 10 in all those areas and more. That could be the individual that God has for you. But due to your own expectations of what you want, it'll be you looking for that number 10. And what if you do get that 10? That can be the same joker that wind up going upside your head and causing you some physical or mental abuse instead of that 4 or 5 or 6 on that scale of 1 to 10 that would be that life partner. It's going to treat you right, love you no matter what, take care of you, be there with you through the thick and thin. So we, we, we have to have a good discernment and learn and trust God and be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And he will lead and guide us in all that we do. And definitely stay in that word so when you think you may have heard something you believe is from the Lord that you can match it up to the word and be like, yep, that's the Lord telling me this. So you don't, you know, you can dispel if it's your own thoughts or mind or even possibly the enemy. But you got to know the word. You got to be in the, in the word and know where to go in the word to match up what you're hearing and be like, yes, that is the Lord speaking to me. All right, everyone, I just want to share that with you. I pray God's best upon you all. You all stay encouraged. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your support. And I pray that you continue to share my website and episodes with your friends, family, enemies, whomever. I would be much appreciated. So thank you so much. Take care. Peace be with you. Bye-bye.